Hi, I'm Joe Feeks, editor of Poultry Health Today, and with me is Brian Fairchild. He is a professor at the University of Georgia and graduate research assistant, Ming Lin Tio. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It seems that the University of Georgia likes to do a lot of work on what you call deep body temperature. Uh, I remember we talked a little bit about that, Brian, last year. Uh, and this time you looked at deep body temperature as it relates to stocking density. Before we even get into that, though, what, what prompted this, this study? We, uh, whenever we're trying to come up with ventilation rates and trying to determine effective temperatures, the effective temperature being what the bird is actually feeling, uh, it's a combination of multiple factors. Air temperature, relative humidity, air speed, and bird density. And so in order to really be able to um, manage the house effectively to meet the bird's needs, minimize those heat stress levels, we need to have a good understanding of what that bird actually feels. And so one of the missing components that we do not really have a good grasp on right now is exactly what the body uh, or bird density uh, a impact is on body temperature. And could you please define for me what exactly is deep body temperature and how do you measure it? Right. The deep body temperature, uh, traditionally a lot of our body temperature measurements have been done through rectal measurements, which requires handling of the bird. You have to tr you know, catch the bird, insert the probe, uh, and collect it. That itself, just the handling can create artifacts in your, your data. So what we've been doing is using a small temperature data logger that we surgically implant in the abdominal cavity of the birds, and we're able to measure that deep body temperature without disturbing the bird every minute. And so you can monitor this temperature live? No, unfortunately not yet. We are looking into some new uh, technologies that another grad student of ours will be working on. Uh, this coming year to maybe allow us to do more real-time measurements, but no, we have to collect this after her trial and download the data. Okay, very good. So, please tell me about your trial. How is it set up? So, at first we did a surgery on birds by inserting the sensors into the abdominal cavity of the birds. And we have two types of sensors that comes with like milli size and nano size. And the milli sensor has an accuracy of 0.1 Celsius degrees, and the nano sensor has an accuracy of 0.2 Celsius degrees. And at the beginning of the studies, the instrumented birds were placed at a controlled stocking density of two birds per square meter. And this is for a pre-stocking baseline body temperature measurement. And after the pre-stocking baseline temp uh, period, we'll be um, placing the birds at like four stocking density treatments. The lowest stocking density treatment is 6.5 square feet per bird, and then comes with two 1.5 and 1 square feet per bird. And so at the stocking density of 6.5 square feet per bird, the surrounding pens were kept empty with three birds in each pen. And as for the instrumented birds that were placed at 1, 1, 1 1.5 and 2 square feet per bird, um, they had surrounding pens that had the same stocking density as the respective treatments pen to maintain a uniform density effect. Sounds like a lot of details to take care of. Yes. <laughs> so what what did you learn in this study? So we learned in this study that as stocking density increases, the body temperature increases as well. It represents a gradual increase. So we only analyzed daytime body temperature data. So we found out that as stocking density gets higher, the body temperature increases as well. Fascinating. So yes. 
what would you say are the, the takeaway messages for uh, poultry producers in Georgia and the rest of the country? Well, now that we understand a little bit more, we, we pretty much knew that more birds you put into a small area, the more heat production you're going to get. Now we actually have an idea of how much that body temperature actually increases and what the bird may be, you know, what the actual bird temperatures are. So now, you know, it just helps us try to educate people better now on exactly how much ventilation rates we need to be. Uh, you know, as we're, you know, the trends in body weight growth has been increasing. You know, uh, the average weight 15 years ago was probably five and a half pounds for national averages. Now we're well over six, six and a half pounds. As we put more birds in the house, more panels in the house, we've got to be a little bit more aggressive with our ventilation rates, especially in hot weather. Well, and I know that a lot of um, producers in Georgia and other states are looking at reducing or sometimes even eliminating antibiotics from their programs. And in those programs, they, they often say they'll re reduce the stocking rate. Um, what can they learn from your research? Well, as they, actually there was a great paper that was published in Nature a few years ago where they actually looked at uh, all of these environmental factors, stocking density, temperatures, and everything, and at the end of the day, the title of the paper said it all. It was, uh, house environment, house ventilation is more important uh, than stocking density in determining your bird outcome and welfare. And so, as these people change their ventilation, uh, change their stocking densities, they need to, I think this research will help them better tweak their ventilation systems to provide those optimum environments and minimize that stress in the birds so that the energy coming in from feed can go towards growth and development.